Thanks to FreshBooks for supporting the Productivity Show. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it free for 30 days, no catch and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash TPS and enter TPS in the how did you hear about us section to get started. Thanks also to Indeed for supporting the Productivity Show. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on your shortlist of qualified candidates using an online dashboard. Get started today at indeed.com slash TPS. Welcome to the Productivity Show, a podcast by Asian Efficiency to help you maximize your productivity so you can get everything done without having to sacrifice your health, family, the things that matter to you. We've helped tens of thousands of people save time, be happier, and become more productive. Today's episode is all about how you can maintain a full-time job while starting and growing a side hustle. This could be a passion project, freelancing gig, or something else that you want to start on the side while maintaining your full-time job. It can be tough to balance the two without feeling completely overwhelmed. And for a lot of people, it's almost impossible to start a side hustle because their full-time job is taking up all their time. But don't you worry, we got you covered. We'll share five tips to maximize your time and ways for you to start and grow your side hustle. You can find links to everything that we share in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 290. And now, on with the show. Welcome everybody to the Productivity Show. Hey Brooks, it's good to see you. How are you today? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm doing great. It's always nice to be back and doing this podcast with you. I know you and I have a lot of stuff going on in our personal lives and also we're really busy at work and we have a lot of stuff going on. So this kind of feels like a nice escape every now and then to just chat about productivity and kind of share uh, what's working, what's not working, kind of share the tips from the community and everything else. How's the rest of your week going? The rest of my week is looking pretty good. Weather's very nice for Vancouver at this time of year, so that's always good. We're co- everyone's coming out of their shell, actually going outside. If you are enjoying listening to Tan and I, or I, I should rephrase that, if you're getting tired of listening to Tan and I, uh, you're in luck because next week it's Marmella is coming back to the podcast too. So uh, you have that to look forward to as well. Now, in case you haven't picked it up yet, my name is Tan. I'm the founder and CEO of Asian Efficiency, where we help people become more productive at work and in life. And my name's Brooks, and I'm the operations director here at Asian Efficiency, and we are the hosts of The Productivity Show. So today's topic is going to be about side hustle productivity. Or in other words, let's say you have a full-time job and you want to start a new side business or side hustle, or maybe you already have a side hustle, but you're not really making much progress then we're going to share some tips with you today to help you maximize the time that you have so that you can make sure that you can grow and start that side hustle. So before we dive into the content today, I want to make sure that we always like to kick things off here with our top three favorite resources so you get some quick wins out of the gate. Brooks, I believe you have three amazing resources today. Do you want to share them with us? I absolutely do. So our top three resources, number one is called Peer Space, and this is such a clever idea. So what it is, is 
If you need a space for any activity, whether it's a, a meeting, a photo shoot, a board game night, anything where you need to get people together, all these people have opened up their businesses. Maybe they want to maximize their space or their homes, uh, and you can just go on there and rent it for the time that you need. So it's a great way to find local spaces for whatever your activity is. That's number one, peer space. Number two is called the Jarvis Standing Desk. The company that makes it is called Fully. It's uh, new to me. I've had it for just a couple months now. Really, really liking it. You can program different heights and different settings for how whether you want to sit or stand, and it's all motorized. I've got one with a bamboo top here, and it's great. I'm really, really enjoying it, and it was very easy to put together as well. That's number two. And number three is a recommendation from a Dojo member, and it's a Mac app called Swish. And what that will let you do is assign different activities on your Mac to gestures on your touchpad. So you can do a whole bunch of things, moving around windows, setting things up just how you want. And you don't need to do keyboard shortcuts or anything like that. You can just use your fingers in certain ways on your trackpad. And like I said, a Dojo member recommended it. And I've been really enjoying it the last week or so that I've been using it. Nice. We'll have links to all of that in the show notes. So if you miss something while you're working out or driving right now, don't worry. Uh, by the end of it, you can just go to theproductivityshow.com slash 290 to get the show notes. Or if you're listening to us right now on the podcast app, just go to the show notes in your app and you'll see the links in there as well. All right, let's talk about side hustles. Now, what do we mean with the word side hustle? And this is a term that I've seen you know, thrown across the internet quite a lot over the last few years, especially in the last decade or so, as the kind of quote unquote gig economy is taking off, a lot of people have full-time jobs, but then also have something on the side. They either have like a hobby that they, you know, uh, where they create stuff and sell stuff on the side. Uh, maybe they're doing some sort of freelancing or consulting on the side. Most people nowadays have a full-time job and then do something on the side as well. And that's what most people call a side hustle. And based on conversations we've had with lots of our listeners and clients, and we've heard a lot of challenges that people have when it comes to, one, managing their full-time job, but then also, two, maximizing the time that they have to grow and start this side hustle. So a lot of people have a lot of passions nowadays. They want to sell stuff on Etsy. They want to sell stuff on Amazon. They want to do some freelance consulting or some freelance work on the side, but they don't know how to do it because their full-time job is taking over their lives and they don't have any time or energy left to really do the things that they need to do to grow that side hustle. So today we're gonna share some stuff to make sure that you maximize the time you have and energy to grow and start the side hustle. So this podcast episode is ideal for somebody who has a full-time job and is thinking about maybe starting a side hustle and has an idea for it, but doesn't know exactly how to you know, put that in place, how to put it in action, how to get started. Maybe you're somebody who already has a side hustle and you're really interested in growing it even further, but you don't really know how to allocate your time and how to use your time, energy, and attention in a way that allows you to really grow that side hustle, right? And I know some of you don't want to necessarily like sacrifice your full-time job and make sure that your life is in balance and not out of balance. And in that case, this episode is for you as well. So we have five tips here today. And the first one is to learn how to schedule and manage your time. Brooks, I know when you first started, you had a full-time job and then you started a side hustle as well. Do you mind sharing that story with everybody and how you kind of like learned over time to schedule and manage your time? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I've shared on the podcast before that I used to have, I guess you'd call a regular corporate job. I would commute down to downtown Vancouver to an office building. I'd be there sometimes from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., sometimes from 5 a.m. to 2 p.m., which is a different story. But yeah, I had, uh, like probably most listeners, I had this regular corporate job and, and it was fine. However, I also started a side hustle. So I started I started an online business where I would help people go paperless. That is uh, how this kind of all started. And so what I would do is I would, I knew that I wasn't going to, A, because it's not responsible and B, because it's just not what I would, would be possible. I was so busy in my regular job. There's no way I could work on this during the workday. You know, the workday belongs to my employer. I also had a young family, so that was something I needed to take into account. I had a baby. So basically what I did is I carved out time. So every morning I would leave my house a couple, an hour and a half, two hours early, go downtown on the on the SkyTrain when no one else was there, and then work from a Starbucks or sometimes a, a lobby of a, a nearby hotel. And I would just work from there, from the Starbucks, on my side hustle from the so from the time I got there the Starbucks employees would start to recognize me and they'd start pouring my coffee before I even got up to the to the till cuz they they just recognized me there every single day I'd work on my side hustle and then when it was time to go to my office job 5 5 minutes before I was supposed to be there I'd slap my laptop shut and walk across the street to the office building so I did that regularly and that's kind of how I grew my side hustle and it kind of grew from there Now for those who are listening you might have a full-time job right now, you're working from nine to five, or maybe you're working even more hours, you might be thinking, well, how do I create the time and space to actually work on this? Because I I see that most people who've talked to us about this topic kind of struggle with that, right? Because sometimes you come home from work and you're just so tired and you have like no energy left and uh, and then you just want to go to bed and and then you wonder, okay, how do I actually do this? And one of the things that we've seen work really well for most people is simply one, waking up earlier, and then two, before you go to work, get at least, let's say, 45 minutes to an hour of work done on your side hustle. If there's anything that you take away from this episode today, I think this is the one thing you should really take away. Try to wake up earlier, and then you use that time to work for, say, 45 minutes to an hour or so just to grow or start that side hustle, right? So that when you wake up, that's typically when you have the most control of your day and how you feel, your energy levels and so on. Versus if you do it later in the day after you come back home from work and maybe you have responsibilities because you have kids and all these other stuff, social events, it's less predictable what you can actually do and accomplish. And then also your energy levels can vary quite a bit because oftentimes people do come home feeling really tired. And if that is you, then it's kind of challenging to grow that business, right? And that's why we always talk about the T framework at Asian Efficiency. Time, energy, attention, right? T framework. And that is kind of like our framework for mastering productivity. If you can maximize your time, your energy, and your attention, that's when you can be really productive. And as you can tell from the example that I just gave, you can have the time after work to do it, but if you don't have the energy to do it, then that's kind of another problem as well, right? But most people don't even have the time. So that's what the first tip here is all about, is figuring out a schedule that works for you. And I love the example that you gave, Brooks, like you would work from a hotel lobby or something. I would do something very similar when I had my first job. I basically, every time I came home, I would literally drink green tea to give myself that extra boost of energy so I could 
actually do some stuff because I did have the time because after work, that's the only thing I could do. And I was single and I was young and I, I could totally do that. And then sometimes I would also, if we had a half day at work for whatever reason, or I came home earlier, then I would just use that time as well to grow the side hustle, which happens to be Asian efficiency. And that's what a lot of people <laughs> don't know is that this whole side hustle thing for me was actually Asian efficiency back in the day. Yeah, another thing that I did is often I would work at lunchtime too. So instead of going to the food court with my coworkers and complaining about work or whatever, or instead of hanging out in the break room, what I would do is I would grab my laptop and then either go across the street to a, another cafe or just go into a breakout room and just hold myself up. And just for, instead of taking X amount of time for lunch, which most people did, I instead would use that to work on my side hustle as well. So it's all about, I like the example you gave too, of, of just doing, you know, 45 minutes here, maybe an hour or a half an hour there. That stuff does add up. It doesn't sound like much. 45 minutes doesn't sound like you can do a lot, but it does add up if you, if you carve that time out and you hit the ground running. So you're not like, starting your quote unquote 45 minutes and then sitting around surfing the net and trying to figure out what you're going to do that day. As long as you're focused and you know you're maximizing the use of that time, you can get a ton done just by carving out those times in the morning or, you know, some people it's late at night, whatever works for you. And some of the things we're going to be talking about throughout the rest of this episode is going to be crucial as well. But a big takeaway here that I would add to this is if you want to create more quote unquote time for your side hustle, well, one of the best things you can do is to finish work earlier. <laughs> it's really that simple, right? So if you normally leave your office at five o'clock, what if you left every day at 3.30 at three o'clock, right? And then an interesting question you could ask yourself is what would it take for me to be able to finish my work an hour earlier or even two hours earlier. And if you ask yourself that question, you can come up with really creative solutions. Maybe it's a meeting that you can skip. Maybe there's certain tasks that you can delegate. Maybe there's certain things you don't even have to do, but you're still doing it for whatever reason. Challenge yourself when it comes to that because there's a lot of things that you can do to free up time in your daytime job that hopefully allows you then to either one, leave work earlier so you can skip traffic, create even more time that way so that you have time for your side hustle, or you show up the office a little earlier for that reason and then use that time in the morning to do that, right? So I was fortunate enough to be able to start my office job at 11 o'clock in the morning, and, but then I would leave at seven o'clock at night, right? So that was kind of my schedule and I did that intentionally and I, I was fortunate enough to be able to pick my hours as long as I was enough at the office that I could skip the morning traffic, which in LA at that time was between seven and you know 9.30 or so. And then the evening traffic as well, which usually started already at 3.30 and then would end around 7 o'clock, right? So I would kind of like skip those hours so that by the time I drove home or to the office, I would be home in a straight shot in about 20 minutes or so instead of 45 minutes to an hour sometimes. So those are some things to, to consider. But again, the big idea here is if you can save time in your office job and use that somehow to maximize the time you have for your side hustle. That's a big, big win. And that's one of the things why we always talk about automation at Asian Efficiency and on this podcast, because with automation, you can automate so many things in your day-to-day -day work that frees up an insane amount of time, right? So the average client that we've worked with through Automation Academy, which is our automation course, is about five or so, five to eight hours a week from just automating tasks. Like, just think about what that would do for your life, your business, your side hustle, right? If you could automate 
task and free up five to eight hours. Like that's insane. Yeah. And another thing aside from automation and get, uh, but automation is a great point because what you're doing is you're getting rid of things that you are doing manually now that you can eliminate to free up time. And another thing on that theme of elimination is looking at the things you do in your, this is mostly your personal life. It does apply to work life as well too, but I'm mainly referring here to your personal life. Look at the things you do throughout the day and see, are there things you can eliminate or sacrifice to free up time and make time for your side hustle? So for example, in the morning, if you're sitting there eating your oatmeal and you're surfing the net or at night, if you're watching TV or if you spend a lot of time on social media or maybe you're going out a lot with friends, maybe some of that you can cut back on a lot in order to free up time to have for your side hustle. And you'll be surprised how much time, a lot of times is kind of low hanging fruit that you can free up. So for me going downtown early, it was kind of the same thing. I was avoiding a lot of the traffic on, on the SkyTrain, not getting crushed with everyone's backpack. But also I realized in the morning I wasn't really doing much. I was waking up, hanging out, eating breakfast, you know, maybe surfing the net or something like that, but I wasn't actually doing that much. So now I was switching that to pure productive time. So you really want to become a calendar ninja. So as much as we talk about the calendar, this is the one time when you really want to make sure that you have enough skills to one, use a calendar, but also actually know how to maximize your time by using that particular tool. Because if you can kind of like plot stuff on your calendar and stick to it, you can amaze yourself with how much time you can actually dedicate and focus on growing your side hustle. So we have tons of training on how to use a calendar, how to you know plan stuff, how to utilize it in a way to maximize your time. It's all inside the dojo. So if you're a dojo member, definitely go check it out right now. If you're not a dojo member yet, which is our online community that comes with coaching and accountability, you can go to theproductivityshow.com slash dojo. Again, that URL is theproductivityshow.com slash dojo. All right, so let's move on to tip number two. So tip number one, again, was learn to schedule and manage your time. And then tip number two here is create a routine that works for you. Now, when it comes to growing and starting your side hustle, one thing that we have found really important is to be able to create a routine around working on your side hustle because the more you can make this routine for scheduling time to work on your side hustle to grow it, the easier it becomes over time. Brooks, I'm curious to hear how you did this when you started your side hustle. Yeah, so for me, the key thing was making not just the side hustle part, but everything as part of a morning routine because I was doing my, my thing in the morning. So doing the morning routine was was really, really organized. And so what I tried to do is I tried to work everything around there. So for example, I wanted to get in some exercise. Uh, I've talked on the, uh, on the podcast a lot that I like to go for morning walks a lot. So what I did is I kind of worked that in. So I would take, like I said, this guy drained down early, but I would get off a few stops earlier and I would go for this nice long walk around what's called Canada Place in, in downtown Vancouver. For those who know Vancouver, I would kind of walk around there every day, uh, get to my office building and then get to the, the Starbucks or the hotel lobby and start working there. So I was creating this routine that I was doing the exact same way every single day so that 
I'd have everything worked out. And then same with things like organizing uh, my evening routine as well, because I mentioned earlier that it's really, really important if you're carving out time for your side hustle that you know exactly what you're going to work on when you hit that side hustle time that you've carved out. So for me, my evening routine was always planning out the night before what I would be working on when I walked in into the Starbucks that next morning so that I could really hit the ground running. So it's it's all about creating these routines that set yourself up for success. Yeah, I love the morning routine and the evening routine as well. Or sometimes you'll refer to them as evening rituals or morning rituals, as we like to say internally. And I think that's so important because if you leave it up to chance, then chances are you're not going to actually work on your side hustle or you're not going to create the time and space to work on it. So the more you can kind of like make your life routine in a way and quote unquote predictable, the easier it becomes over time to create the time and space to work on your side hustle, right? So if you wake up thinking, you know what, Um, I'm going to, you know, I'll figure it out if I can work on my side hustle or not. And you do that every day. Well, guess what? You're not going to work on your side hustle. But if you know that, hey, today I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, you know, once I'm done with my daytime job, then I'm going to do this and I'm creating a routine around that and the time and space for that, then it becomes more likely for you to do that. Or another way of saying that is to say, okay, I know every Monday, Wednesday and Friday evening, I need to work on my side hustle between five and seven. That's just non-negotiable. I'm going to make this a routine and that's it, right? And whatever whatever else you have to do that day is what you have to get done. But you just know Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that's when you're going to work on your side hustle. Or maybe for some of you guys, it's on the weekends because that's when you have the most time to focus and, and do stuff, right? So the more routines you can create and add to your life, the easier it becomes. So don't underestimate the power of introducing something so simple as a morning ritual or an evening ritual because that's the thing that's going to help you to be more structured, but also having that routine that allows you to focus You don't have to leave anything up to chance. All right, so that is tip number two, and that is, again, creating routines that work for you. And if you're a Dojo member, we have tons of resources on this as well. We even have a training course called How to Set Your Day Up for Success with the Right Habits and Rituals. So if you're a Dojo member, go check that out. If you're not, go check it out. You can join as a new member. Again, that URL is theproductivityshow.com slash dojo. Do you remember when you started your small business? It wasn't exactly easy. It took a lot of late nights, early mornings, and the occasional all-nighter. The bottom line is you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little easier? And here's how. Our friends at FreshBooks. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, intuitive, and keeps you way more organized than that dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds and have them paid two times faster with automated online payments. You can file your expenses quickly and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. It takes a huge amount of the stress and hassle off. And FreshBooks grows alongside your business. You'll always have the tools you need when you need them, without having to learn a bunch of accounting stuff. Now, you know how when you send someone an invoice and then they open it up and they think to themselves, I'll pay that soon, and then it goes to the bottom of the pile and they forget about it until you have to bug them about it? No, not with FreshBooks. With FreshBooks, your clients can pay you directly on the invoice, so it totally removes friction. Reduce your collection time and use that money to grow your business faster. 
So join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it free for 30 days, no catch and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash TPS and enter TPS in the how do you hear about us section to get started. When you start your hiring process, you may have questions. Will you find good applicants to choose from? What about education and experience? And how will you know when you've made the right hire? Well, Indeed is here to help. Millions of great candidates use Indeed every day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes and use screener questions to help create your shortlist of applicants fast. Also, you can add a skills test to your job posts so you can be confident in your applicants' abilities. Their library of more than 50 skills tests ranges from industry-specific skills like accounting to general aptitude tests like critical thinking. Indeed gives you the smart tools to make hiring decisions quickly and to be confident that you're making the right hire for your team. So post your job today at indeed.com TPS and get a free sponsored job update on your first posting. That's indeed.com TPS. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Offer valid through March 31st, 2020. All right, so let's move on to tip number three here, Brooks, and that is to automate or delegate when you can. Now, automation and delegation are two of one of my favorite words in the whole dictionary, (laughs) but why is this so important? Well, you already talked a little bit about the automation piece, which is you can free up so much time of the things that you do on a regular basis. And some of this is tech automation, you know, carving out time, making your work more efficient, removing things that you do with your work, looking at what you can automate there to free up time. So that's part of it. But also automation for things like getting groceries delivered, having laundry done, like all these sorts of things that you can either automate or you can delegate. You can have other people do. For example, for those watching on the video, you can see there's a a bunch of bookcases behind me and I didn't put those together. I hired TaskRabbit to do it and they did it really, really fast and I was able to work while I did it. So it's all about doing those sorts of things to get help and remove things that you do so you have more time to focus on your side hustle. When I was growing Asian efficiency as a side hustle, I didn't have a lot of time so whenever I did have the time, I wanted to make sure I really maximize it as much as possible so that I could really, you know, there's something about velocity. When you have momentum, then things just start to click faster and grow faster. But when you don't have that momentum, sometimes it's really tough to really grow something to something big and, and awesome. And so I realized that very quickly. And one of the things I realized, one of the things that would always bog me down would be either cleaning my place or getting groceries or anything else that I found to be a quote unquote distraction from growing my side hustle. So back in the day, I would just hire as many people as I can to to sort of offload the work that needed to be done. So for example, instead of me cleaning my place, I would hire a maid and I was earning enough money to be able to afford one, right? Because of my job. And I would basically trade money for time in that sense. So instead of me spending my time, you know, an hour and a half, two hours cleaning my place, I would have a maid coming over to clean my place. And then while she was doing that, I would be answering emails and doing other things to make sure that I was growing my side hustle. And otherwise, I didn't have the time to do that, right? So these are some of the things that you should consider as well. Think about the groceries that you have to get, you know. Does the other person 
free up your time when they take your groceries and do it for you? Do you really have to pick your bananas, right? Do they, if they have to be a certain color, like I totally get it. You know, you have your preferences and some of you are really anal about that. <laughs> and Brooks is raising his hand. But uh, if you give good instructions and this is part of good delegation, then other people can do the things that you need to get done, right? And if you're uncomfortable with delegation, that's oftentimes like a sticking point as well for really growing yourself, but also the leverage that you have. Right, so when we talk about automation and delegation, I think another way of looking at this is to say, where do you have leverage? Think about that word, leverage, because when you don't have a lot of time and you have a full-time job already, you know, the only leverage, quote unquote, that you have is maybe money, right? So you can use the money that you use and get from your daytime job to then free up time so that you have the time to do what you need to do to grow your site also, which is essentially an investment over time, right? And so I would rethink how you think about your money that you make from your daytime job and use that as a way to get leverage over trading time that you need to grow and start this side hustle. So again, for me, that was, you know, getting a cleaner or a maid, having somebody else get my groceries, you know, whatever else I could do, like whether it was running errands, like submitting stuff for mail, for shipping, returning products that I bought online or in store, Having somebody else run those errands, totally no brainer, right? So start thinking about what you can do there. And that, you know, comes down to some people task, right? Like I just mentioned, or some technical stuff that Brooks just mentioned as well. We record these episodes live in front of the dojo and uh, awesome dojo member Tammy shared that tar- she says targets shipped. We don't have Target here in Canada. They tried to come here and they lost a bunch of money and they said, forget these Canadians. So we don't have this, but I'll, so I'll take your word for it, Tammy. But Tammy says, Target's shipped is worth every penny, not just for groceries, but most items that they sell. And you get it within a few hours. I guess that obviously depends on where you are. But yeah, stuff like that is so great. Yeah, you can go to, it's not like it takes a lot of organization to go to Target and buy what you need. However, it always takes way longer than you think it will. You get tired from dealing with the lineups and getting people ramming into you with their carts. So why not just use their their shift service, have what you need there, and then you're also not spending a bunch of extra money on stuff you don't need because you see it there on the aisles. One example for me, and I, I kind of hesitate to use this example in a section on delegation and leverage, but I can't think of where else to fit it in. So I, I'll just mention it now. I mentioned earlier that when I started my side hustle, I had a young family. I had my oldest son was born at that time and my wife was home on maternity leave, which we have for uh, a year here in Canada. So what a lot of moms might be saying is, oh, yeah, that's a. Uh, you know, that's fine for you. You take off early in the morning and leave the baby home with your wife. And yeah, that is essentially what I did. But we kind of agreed that the time spent on the side hustle would help the family. And what actually ended up happening, and this was kind of the vision, uh, and it thankfully worked out, is that as my side hustle ended up becoming full-time, things kind of flipped and I became the, maybe a year or two later, I became the main kind of main caregiver since I was working at home. So it kind of flipped in that way, but all to say that if you have, uh, and also we have family members local as well. So it did involve getting a lot of help with a young family. So if you are in a position where that's possible, sometimes you can, you can work some family stuff out to get a little bit of help so that you can work on your side hustle. And I've had a lot of moms share that as well, that that's what they had to do, which totally makes sense. So 
basically what you're saying is one of the biggest advantages of being married is to be able to delegate stuff like that. <laughs> I am not saying I delegated caregiving to my wife. I'm really trying not to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why you're hesitant to share that, but I think people <laughs> did find that very useful. <laughs> All right. So that is tip number three, again, to automate and delegate whenever you can and whatever you can. So just think about all the things that you can do. And if you're interested about automation, we have a few podcast episodes about that. So if you scroll back a few episodes, you'll see that there. But we'll also add those links to the show notes as well. So you can go back and listen to those episodes and see what you can automate. And we actually give a ton of examples in those episodes of all the things you can automate to free up at least an hour a week, if not four to five hours a week. So definitely worthwhile going to check that out. All right, so let's move on to tip number four, and that is to put communication on your to-do list. Now, Brooks, when you and I were working on this episode and putting the show notes together, I wasn't sure what you meant with this. How do you put communication on your to-do list? What do you mean with this? I think what we're meaning with this one is to really prioritize communication way more than you think you might. Uh, maybe a better title for it might be when in doubt, comma, over communicate. Because basically, when you are working on your side hustle, there's a very solid chance it's going to impact other people. So you gave the example earlier about maybe you could organize things and automate things in your job so that you could maybe leave a little earlier or come in a little later or take time off to to work on your side hustle. I know some people adjust their schedule. So for example, they might work four days a week instead of five days a week, and then they use that extra day. However, that works. That's all sounds great. However, it's not like you can just decide one day, hey, <laughs> I'm out of here, suckers. I'm, I'm gone to work on my side hustle and walk out the office. That only works with extensive communication with your coworkers, with your boss, making the case, making the business case why it would work, how you're still going to be able to get the job done. And it's making sure that the people you work with or more likely, and it's especially in my case, the people in your family know what's going on, are on board. You're not just disappearing to your office to work on stuff and closing the door. Everybody knows and is in sync with kind of what's going on with your side hustle and why you're spending all this time, which you could otherwise be doing other things. When you're growing your side hustle and starting it, it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of focus. And when you're not communicating to others that, you know what, I'm going to miss your birthday party or I'm going to miss your dinner or I'm going to miss you know X, Y, and Z because I have to work on this and you just don't show up or you just don't communicate with them. People are going to notice that they're feeling neglected or that, you know, something is off about you, right? And maybe they become more worried or they grow some sort of resentment towards you because you're just not there for them like you used to. And so that's why it's so important to over communicate in this area of life, because you want to let others know that, hey, you know what? You're not avoiding them. You're not neglecting them. You're just busy growing your side hustle so that, you know, one day it could be a full time job for you or you're so passionate about it that, you know, this season or this quarter of your life, this is what you want to focus on. And you're putting everything else not on the side or just, you know, neglecting them. But uh, it's just a temporary thing maybe for them. Right. So it's really important to communicate that. And if you're single, then just tell your friends, you know, tell your family, even if you are married and you have a partner, let them know as well. So they don't feel like something is off about you when you're not showing up for 
dinner in, invitations or you know birthday parties and so on. And so there's this balance you have to figure out where you know how much time are you going to spend starting and growing your side hustle and how much are you going to neglect all the other things in life. But just make sure to communicate to others that, you know what, I'm going to be busy this quarter or the next six months growing this. I might not be as active socially. I might not show up as much, you know, for other things. And uh, I hope you understand that, you know, it's not because of you or our friendship or our relationship, but it's just because I'm really passionate about this and I want to make sure that this becomes a success. And if you tell people that upfront, it's usually very easy going forward then. Whereas if you don't do that, then you start to deal with all these other different things like expectations and how people you know interpret what you're doing and that kind of stuff. So might as well prevent all of that from happening by just communicating right out of the get-go. So Brooks, did you do that when you started, you know, your side hustle with the whole paperless thing? Or did you just, you know, you just went all the way and you kind of learned the hard way? Yeah, I would say a little of both. So I used the example earlier of starting the side hustle and uh, having my wife on board, which we totally, she totally was. However, I think what I found out later is my communication wasn't as thorough as I thought it was. And this is something you really need to remember when you are doing your side hustle is remember people outside of of your side hustle and your business, they don't know the things that you do, that you do, right? So they don't know that you're trying to save a big client. They don't know that you're about to launch your new app. They don't know that you got this amazing Uber fare to drive you to the next, to, to drive them to the next town or whatever. All these things that totally make sense to you because they're in the middle of it, the people outside your little bubble don't really know. So that's why it's super important to kind of share what's happening as it's going. You know, they're never going to care necessarily as much as you do, but at least things aren't a surprise. So a a mistake that I made, for example, is, yes, my wife was uh, on board with me going down early uh, to work on my side hustle, but I don't think I really shared as well as I could have how long that would take. I think there was just a mismatch of expectations. So if I had said, you know, this is going to take a long time, these things never go as fast as you think they will, et cetera, et cetera. It, it was totally fine at the time, but then I found out years later um, that it was a lot less fine than I thought it was. So all to say, as is usually the way things go on the productivity show, learn from Brooks's mistakes, over communicate way more than you think you need to, and it'll just make your life a lot easier. Another thing to think about is if your side hustle is a conflict of interest with your employer, right? So let's say you work for a tech company and they create this amazing app or technology, but then you start another app company or you start to create your own app on the side and it kind of is related to, you know, your your daytime job, then if other people find out without you telling them, it can seem like a conflict of interest, right? And then there's a whole slew of problems that comes without that. So another way to think about this is if you are doing something on the side, I would recommend that you communicate about that upfront before you start working on it, right? Or when there's like a lot of traction going on to bring it up sooner than later, right? So because one, you could get fired first and foremost, if there's a conflict of interest and it's in your contract, right? Uh, but also you, it's, there's just a lot of bad blood that comes with that if you don't communicate that, right? And if you're afraid to have that conversation, I totally get that. It's not a great conversation to have and can feel uncomfortable, but you'll be glad you did it because it just alleviates so much you know, stress and worries and feeling like you have to do something in secret and, 
and so on. And you'll be surprised. Most people are actually pretty comfortable with whatever you do on the side, right? So if there's any form of you know conflict of interest or the perception could be there, it's really important to communicate that up front. Even if the business, your side hustle itself has nothing to do with your job, you also need to be really, really careful of using employers' resources. So you don't want to be uh, coding your your app using your work computer, and you definitely don't want to be doing that during working hours when you're in the office. Whatever you're doing on your side hustle, make sure that it's outside of work office and not using your employer's resources. I, I worked with a guy once. We worked using a business software company, a financial software company, but this guy was running an empire of promoting clubs and stuff like that, like nightclubs and that sort of thing. He had this whole business around that. And so throughout the day, he'd be taking calls. He'd be like, he'd be like designing posters and all this sort of stuff. And I think we've, anyone who's worked in corporate has all worked with somebody who is running their side hustle during the the day. And it, it's just so annoying for a, it's essentially stealing from your employer, right? You're stealing your employer's time and money. That's a, and B it's just pissing off everybody else that you work with. So just don't do it. Keep your side hustle on the side uh, and don't mix it with your employer's resources. All right, so that is tip number four. Put communication on your to-do list. Now let's move on to tip number five and the final one for this episode, and that is to celebrate small wins. Now when it comes to growing and starting your side hustle, there's a lot of things you're going to have to do. You're going to have to do some research. You're going to have to do some testing. You're going to talk to people. You're going to figure out the right price. You're going to charge people. You're going to send a lot of emails. You're going to get rejected. There's a lot of things that you're going to face throughout this journey. And it could be very much a roller coaster of emotions. You're going to feel up every now and then, and then you're going to feel down. And oftentimes, I will say in the beginning, there's a lot of failure because a lot of that failure is essentially feedback for you to learn, to figure out, you know, what people actually want to spend their money on, what they want to buy, you know, what actually gives you traction and momentum to, to grow this baby of yours. And uh, one of the things we've kind of learned from our own side hustle, and especially as I was growing Asian efficiency, is to celebrate the small wins because it's easy to lose confidence. It's easy to lose motivation. It's easy to uh, feel bogged down and feel like, oh my gosh, nothing is working. I tried this. I tried that. Nobody's going forward. Nobody's paying me. Nobody's actually taking me up on this offer. And it can be like a self-defeating cycle. So in order to prevent that from happening, but also to just make sure that you keep going, is to recognize all the small wins that you have. Yeah, this is especially true when you have people working with you. It can be a really great motivator to share those celebrations, even if you're not spending any money on it, just like celebrating it, keeping the momentum going. For me, I remember the first time with my side hustle, I hit a revenue goal that I had set. Uh, And this was actually the first time I had tried, you know, the whole thing of writing down your goals and reviewing them every day. And then all of a sudden I hit that number. I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is no problem. All you need to do is visualize something and it happens. <laughs> doesn't quite work out that way, but, but it did in that case, but I was, yeah, I was so excited. So I went out and, uh, you know, bought myself a, an iPad just to celebrate it. And then I still like, ever since that time, I, whenever I looked at that iPad, it would just like remind me of, of the positive momentum. So yeah, you don't have to spend money, uh, but the key is to, to celebrate and notice it. Do you remember the first day you made like your first 
dollar or maybe your first $100 and you're like, whoa, I can't believe this? I do. Like I, I, I absolutely remember it. I was using this crazy system of, uh, you know, online systems and all that sort of stuff. But the first time I, you know, put something up for sale and people signed up for it. Yeah. It's just the, the most amazing feeling in the world. Yeah. If it wasn't virtual, I'd be one of those people that, you know, had it framed in a <laughs> framed in a frame or something like that. Cause yeah, it was, it was just such a, such a cool feeling. And, and anytime you're doing your side hustle, then yeah, you can do that. And especially a side hustle. I feel, I feel like there's two types of side hustles. There's the type of side hustle where you're making money and maybe you want to make more money. So you create an extra set of income. So that's one kind of category of the side hustle. The other kind of category is when you have your job, but then you have something else that you're really passionate about and you want to create a business and some income out of that. So especially the, the passion side of things, when you first make a little bit of money, for something that you're truly passionate about. Uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I remember when I was growing Asian efficiency on the side and I wanted to kind of keep myself motivated. I would just keep a journal back in the day, but also I would just note down every single day, anything that I learned throughout the process or any small win. And then uh, once a month I would just again, reread my journal to kind of see what happens. And it's kind of nice and fun to see all the things that happened that went well, and then also uh, a lot of things that didn't go so well back in the day to kind of learn from that as well. And so if you want to celebrate the small wins, I highly recommend that you record them in a way, right? So whether it's journaling, keeping an accomplishment list, right? These, these are some of the things that we've mentioned in our journaling podcast episodes, right? If you want to review your year now that we're midway or almost midway through 2020, one of the things that I always recommend people do is keep an accomplishment list so that by the end of the year, you can see all the small wins that you've had and look back and say, wow, 2020 was an amazing year. I did all these things and all these wins were there. And as you're growing your side hustle, this becomes even more important, again, for all the reasons we talked about earlier. It's so easy to get defeated. And also, if you make the goal of, hey, this side hustle has to be my full-time income, it could be literally a year, if not two years, three years, even five years for some people before that actually becomes a reality, right? And if you rely on, quote unquote, that to be your main motivation or your source of happiness, one, I think that's uh, terrible, not a good idea because you can be happy right now, but that's a whole different episode. <laughs> but the big idea here is, again, just don't postpone it so far into the future. Use the small wins to keep yourself going and give yourself that momentum to to keep going and and that over time, as you keep yourself motivated and you're just pushing yourself to keep working on your side hustle and doing it, it's going to grow into something that you know is going to change and impact your life. But uh, in order to get there, you got to keep going. And so whatever you can do, especially like when it comes to celebrating small wins, do it. A fun way to celebrate small wins that somebody told me they do is uh, when they were starting their online business, they would create a Gmail filter. So this is a fun little automation you can do that whenever a PayPal sales email came in, it would tag it and make it green so that when he and he just liked it when he looked at his email inbox and sees all this green there uh, just was really motivating for him. So there you go. There's a little celebration automation tip for you. All right, so that is tip number five, and that is to keep celebrating your small wins. All right, so as always on this podcast, we like to end our episodes with some next actions or action steps that you can take because everything that we do at Asian Efficiency, whether it's the podcast 
or our online courses or our blog content or our newsletters, whatever we do and publish, it's always going to be simple and actionable. And this is no exception. So as we're coming to an end here, one of the things that we recommend that you do based on what we've talked about today is to plan out your next steps and pick a schedule that works best for you that allows you to work on your side hustle, right? If you can spend 45 minutes to an hour a day, that's going to change your life. And we recommend that you do that in the morning, as we mentioned earlier, but pick a schedule that works best for you. And then the second thing that we recommend you do is to delegate or automate tasks that are repetitive so that you can save a ton of time so you can use that time to focus and get more important things done for starting and growing your side hustle. Thank you for listening today. And Brooks, this was a really fun episode. I'm glad you shared your story of how you shared your side hustle. And I hope people were inspired as well to know that Asian efficiency started as a side hustle. So keep going. And uh, one day it's going to become something really big. At Asian Efficiency, we believe that you shouldn't have to sacrifice your personal life to get stuff done. You should be able to get everything done in the time you have. That's why we built a productivity quiz to help you maximize the time you have, increase your energy, and get you more focused. We've helped tens of thousands of people increase their productivity, and within two minutes of taking a productivity quiz, we'll show you exactly what you need to do next to increase your productivity. To take the quiz, just go to theproductivityshow.com slash quiz. Again, that URL is theproductivityshow.com slash quiz. Don't let your never-ending to-do list drag you down and stop sacrificing your health and family to get stuff done. Take the quiz today. You'll be on your way to becoming superhuman productive. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us an iTunes review or star in Overcast. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next Productive Monday.